Welcome to the Soul Traveler Podcast, an exploration of conscious living with your host, Jennifer Mitchell of The Soul Experience. Join Jennifer as she explores the quantum realms of the subconscious mind and all aspects of spirituality. Driven by curiosity and a thirst for knowledge, topics will stretch the boundaries of your imagination and revive your mind, body, and soul. Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Soul Traveler Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mitchell. Today, I am joined by Stephanie Zito. Stephanie is a psychic medium, manifesting coach, and a certified hypnotherapist. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm just so glad to be here with you. Same. Where are you joining from today? Where are you calling from? I'm in North County, San Diego. Oh, okay. So you're actually rather close to me. I'm based out of Las Vegas area. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, I used to yeah. go to Red Rocks and I was more into my rock climbing days. We'd go mm-hmm. there frequently and then go to Vegas and get a good brunch. <laughs> Let's say. Yeah, we had so much natural beauty here and hiking mm-hmm. and mountains. I think a lot of people don't realize like everything that there is because we have that whole Sin City wrap. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, it's really yeah. beautiful. Well, I would love if you could start off by telling listeners a little bit about your journey and what exactly you do. Yeah, for sure. I think becoming a coach and diving into this realm, I think it it chose me. And I started coaching in 2014 and I found pretty quickly I wanted to get quicker to the root of really what was going on. I, I feel like I'm like the person who wants to get the splinter out. Like I want to get, I just want to get the stuff. <laughs> so I, of course, synchronistically, found me a intuitive energy scan training. And that really gave me the framework or the skeleton to dive into the intuitive realm and mm-hmm. really dive deeply into what was really going on beneath the surface for clients. And I think just naturally through time and through some other trainings and exploration, my intuition as a coach, it's like you deep dive and then you have all these different chapters, you have all these different areas to explore. So everything exists in this quantum field. Uh, so Then it's like opening the door to mediumship, connecting with past loved ones, connecting with soul itself, connecting with other guides, diving into the Akashic records. I feel like we have all these, it's like sticking different, like it's like all the same language, (laughs) but just like how we get there. And then more recently, back in January of this year, a hypnosis training found me. And for me, and I know we talked about this, like you do hypnosis as well. I just feel like it is just the capstone to me on rapidly helping clients to transform from their pain, their triggers, their traumas into a place of freedom where that no longer has power over their choices in their life. And so for me, it's really helping clients to get into that that aligned place of, of living their passions, living their expression and helping them to find that and, and go for it and do it. And so I love having that tool of hypnosis as just that place of working with the energetics and the subconscious to help them to get there. Yeah. And a couple of things I'd like to go back and touch on that you said, you mentioned gateway. And for me, I find that is so true because I work with quantum hypnosis as we were talking a little bit offline about the differences in our hypnosis styles. I look forward to diving into that. But with quantum hypnosis, we use past life regression as the gateway into a much deeper quantum connection and quantum realm. At least that's what I've come to find as a practitioner 
and through developing my own style as a practitioner is that once we enter that past life, the trance just gets deeper and deeper. And then when we go through the death experience of that past life, we find ourselves after that death experience, we're talking about what lesson did you learn? And um, I was members of your soul family in that past life. Did they tend to drop like twice as deep into hypnosis? And we're in this really unique space, which it sounds like you've come across this space too. Like it definitely is the quantum because I know we're connecting to the Akashic records and so there's there's different modalities and ways to, to get there. So walk us through a hypnosis session. Like what happens in a hypnosis session with you? Like how does your uh, style work? What's the timeline? Yeah, for sure. Oh, this is so great. <laughs> and it's so interesting because I feel that all these things, they're all downloads from the quantum field, mm-hmm. right? And so when we are delivered a certain download through like this method that I learned, the baseline of it is called the Krasner method or through Dolores Cannon, right? That you mentioned. Yeah. It's uh, these individuals are accessing this quantum field area and it's such a playground from which we get to do this. And so what I found is that my clients, even like the next day will literally message me and tell me about something that normally would have triggered them. And they were like, I'm good. Or some piece of motivation that they didn't feel like they had. And they're like, I just felt like someone was, but always goes back to something, right? In the past mm-hmm. or past life type thing and wanting to go live, but feeling shame around going live and being seen, right? So the next day she was just like compelled to just stop her car in a beautiful place and just do it, go do her TikTok and just finding that freedom. And so the way we're going in is I'm receiving, I take notes and receive at the beginning of the session and the whole session is about an hour. And I receive information from that client about what they're looking to release and what they're also looking to receive or what does life really look like? Getting specific about what is happening when, let's say, someone has fear of going live, right? And so we're looking at what we're releasing, what stories that comes from, to the degree that they're aware, what that might be attached to, if it was a certain something from childhood or something that may be aware of or even ancestral and then, and then I'm taking all of that. And when we get into the hypnosis, so we do what we call the induction, right? Getting into that yeah. hypnotic space. And as we go, I was checking in for what we call like that trance state, like their depth. Mm-hmm. And then I am pretty much giving them through the words I'm saying what they desire, their desired state and what they're releasing. And we're, you're doing it through what we call six layers of the mind. So we're doing it through who we believe ourselves to be, like our identity our beliefs, our actions, just like all these different layers. And, and what I found, because I have been working in these other realms with past lives, with the energetics, right? Mm-hmm. With our systems, like <laughs> this whole system that we live within, how what I like to bring in is, it just depends, it's always channeled. It's, it might be something activating the chakra system. It might be something releasing through a past life. It really just depends on that person and our co-creation, what that looks like. And then we come back up. (laughs) The subconscious mind is just so fascinating and it continually amazes me. What do you think is the most unique thing that you've stumbled across or discovered with your work in doing hypnosis about the subconscious mind? Well, it's interesting because I feel like there's, we're talking about hypnosis and mm-hmm. there's another modality that I feel like is just such a compliment that I love, which is going into the Akashic Records. Yeah. 
So I want to talk about hypnosis since you asked that question, but there's this other area mm-hmm. that I want to get into. I really feel that this is the thing. It's like we have this prefrontal cortex and it might say, hey, I am an intuitive and I'm going to go live so people can see me rationally so people can work with me and I can help them. And so we might, this is an example, we might think that in the rational mind, we we know we're safe, we know no one's going to come and hurt us. <laughs> the thing is, is that what's really running the programming is the subconscious mind. Yeah. And the subconscious mind, of course, is linked to these things that you and I are talking about. They're, it's linked to what happened in the past that now wants to keep us safe in the present. So while rationally I might know, well, for sure I can go live on TikTok. However, if there's something that happened when I was a child, if there's something that happened in my ancestry, if there's something that happened in the past life, like for many healers, we have the healer's wound, like something happened in a past life and it wasn't good. And so we're afraid. Well, if I go, for instance, if I go live, no one will show up or something will, someone will troll me and then I'm going to feel X, Y, Z. I'm going to feel shame. I'm going to feel less than. I'm going to, if no one shows up, I'm going to feel like I failed. There's all these, all these belief systems that kind of show up that may sabotage. And then either you go live with that frequency of, and then receive that which you expected. And you're receiving that which you expected for the purpose of your soul's growth. It's like the splinter. A splinter, the skin's going to push it out itself. So that thing which you want, oh, I want to be visible as a healer. I want to be lucrative as a healer. Like when you say that and then you move into action, that thing that is meant to come up and out is going to. And so this is like the moment in time where I feel like a lot of people stop, right? Or you might stop or you might be in this sort of grind or conflict with yourself because you want to do it, but then you go and then you feel it's like this loop. So the beauty of hypnosis is we're just like chopping that loop. We're, we're releasing that loop. We're unshackling that loop so that the feeling of going live is not attached to a feeling of self-worth, right? Yeah. We detach these things so it can exist as its own thing and it can exist not only as its own thing and as the thing that you want it to be. Oh, going live is me serving the world. Going live is contributing to my abundance and that of others. It's like a supercomputer. We program the subconscious for that belief. And it's like, okay, cool. Let's do it. Okay. So I know listeners cannot see my face right now, but I am just, I just have to laugh at how ironic the universe is because I am having a fear of going live. <laughs> and I'm like, why is this coming up? I know why it's coming up. And I actually swapped and did a hypnosis session with another practitioner last week. <laughs> And like all of this stuff came up that you just mentioned. And I'm like, seriously, the universe is aligning and I'm just sitting here and I'm like, (laughs) of course I use that example too, right? I'm afraid of being trolled. I'm afraid no one's going to show up. And I'm like, Stephanie, well, you are an intuitive. So (laughs) so of course I'm going to give the example that's going to be most like allied right now. (laughs) Yeah. So how has it been since your hypnosis? haven't done it. <laughs> well, yeah, done it. Just, I think yeah. there's still a block. And, uh, and it's interesting. Even I would like to say for anyone listening, even though, and I don't like to say that I'm a healer. I'm just a person. If you need help, I'm going to help you because everybody needs help, right? I'm a helper. Yeah. And so even as someone who's always helping other people too and sharing my knowledge and my wisdom and my area of expertise, like I still need support. We all need support. It's part of the human oh, yeah. journey, right? 
And mm-hmm. so yeah. it's interesting that we do this work and then we find out that these programs get re-triggered or relaunched. And um, so like when this stuff came up about fear of being seen and also had a fear of being found came up, it was all linked, of course, to childhood and I had pretty traumatic upbringing. And I was like, I've already done this work. <laughs> what yeah. we launched this program? And I'm like, okay, yeah. the subconscious mind is like a computer. I guess it's the best analogy, I think, that I can yeah. really explain to people. It's just because we control out to lead a program doesn't mean that some somehow that tab can't get relaunched. Like something will trigger us even mm-hmm. if we may not realize it. It could be something that we see, something that happens with our spouse or partner, and yeah. it relaunches that program. And mm-hmm. I had all of these programs that were running again in, in the background. Yeah. And I love that you're just being really open and honest because like, what you're experiencing is I feel like when you are like a soul-based person who mm-hmm. your expression is helping in the world in some way, like I, I feel like 99% of people, there may be like 1% like, oh, I'm good, whatever, I'll just go do it. But like part of the journey Part of the soul's growth is hitting upon these triggers so that we can up level so that we've come here to heal it. And so then we get the choice. And I know it can be frustrating when you're like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I healed this. And you're right. Something like I had this happen recently. My daughter's in middle school. So is my son. So I, great. So we get all the middle school triggers. <laughs> <laughs> So So, so I'm like, oh, yay. But what I found is that I think what I'm able to do is take the situation as hers is not mine. And I will tell you, something happened recently. Like I was literally on my closet for crying because Mm -hmm. of what I was feeling in my own body. But I feel like now I get to be the witness of it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I see you. Instead of being it or letting it like take over my life or making it about her, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like. It's like epigenetics, right? Something triggers an event in the gene. Something triggers that to come back up. And I'll say, as a practitioner, as you begin, as you're up-leveling, as you're getting more visible, as you hit that next spot where now you're comfortable going live, it only gives you the next thing to then witness for yourself and get triggered for yourself that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. (laughs) But you have the tools or you have the people that when you get there, you're like, oh, great, I see this. This is my opportunity. This is my gateway. Like the fear becomes the gateway. And so that said, what could be interesting? And this would be interesting. I'm just going to say it if you wanted to swap sessions because I'd love to take yours or do with me. But going into the Akashic Record, Mm -hmm. I have found to be like one of the most satisfying places because when you have a question like, oh my goodness, why is this back, right? What are you here for? Tell me more of what this is about or how I can heal through this so I can go live. When we go into the Akashic Records, our soul holds journey, the way I like to take people in is as a way shower. So when we go in, I'm guiding us and I'm seeing where you are and you're speaking it to me. And then I'm with you as you go through. So I can help you. Like this morning, I was with someone and she was in an airplane it was and so I helped her kind of where well where is she supposed to go with it like she looked out the window right and that showed her like the next piece she was meant to know or there may be a space where you get a little stuck or it's like time to move to the next spot or ask the next question so I'm there and it's just one of the most satisfying places so yeah Hey, soul travelers pardon the interruption but I just have to tell you about quantum healing hypnosis 
because one session forever changed my life and now I'm living my purpose to help others just like you. I was so lost in my life and absolutely miserable in my career until I received the guidance needed from my higher self. Now I'm spreading awareness about the life-changing modality of quantum healing hypnosis. In one single session, we will spend the day journeying deep into your subconscious mind and unlock the hidden wisdom within. We'll revisit a past life, explore what your soul does between lifetimes. Your subconscious mind will scan your body, looking for health concerns and perform self-healing. You'll even connect directly to the Akashic Records so that you could get your most important life questions answered. Quantum healing hypnosis is absolutely nothing like a traditional hypnosis session. And you know that everything is 100% legitimate because nothing is being filtered through a third-party practitioner and your higher self will never misguide you. Your session is audio recorded so that you can listen back and play all of the advice that your higher self spoke to you under hypnosis. So if you're ready for personal growth and a positive change, then it's time to discover the essence of who you truly are. Book a session with me today at thesoulexperiences.com. Now back to the show. The Akashic Records. Tell me, what do they look like? What do they look like? Yes. Okay, once again... I feel like what we're talking about is like a human construct mm -hmm. and like human ideas because this is how we can best talk about it. So we are using language and images, right? So as I say this, I don't believe this is literally what it is. It's just a way to get there, right? So we call like the word Akash in Sanskrit means sky. It's like open space. Mm -hmm. And basically for just a anyone who's not sure what it is, it's like our soul's whole records, like the records for our soul's journey beyond when Earth was even formed, even before that, other planets that you may have lived on even before planet Earth, right? Go the whole way back to being part of source. Mm -hmm. So, and it's there to help guide you with information, not so much as predictive information, but information to help guide your journey. So, sometimes people are looking for, show me the way so that I can feel confirmation that I'm on the right path, like for, for, for my soul's highest purpose. Sometimes it's like understanding like the nuances of a certain relationship they're in, right? And perhaps how to heal it or what to do with it. Sometimes it's understanding more about like why they're in this body and this time frame or something that happened to them in a past thing. And so the way I take people in is we go quote unquote up <laughs> to what looks like a cloud. You meet with a guide, like a soul guide that you call in. And, and maybe someone or something that looks brand new, ask their name for that time. And then we go into what looks like a library. So whatever mm -hmm. a library looks and feels and sounds like to you, it's like a library. And you go, you have a question already. You go in with that question. You qu find a book and you might see something specific on the spine and on the cover. Sometimes it looks like an image. Sometimes it even might look like light language or a language you don't know. So that's where you can ask your guide to help you translate. It might be relevant. It might not. Whatever. If you get it, you do. Great. If not, whatever. And then, and then you open the book and you're given something to then either dive in through those pages, sometimes immediately, and sometimes just go through another door from the library to then go explore and experience what you're meant to gather from the Akashic Records. And so I'm there observing because I don't know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, hey, I don't know where you're going. <laughs> yeah. So it's it is so fascinating because um, sometimes it's for one woman. She's a friend of mine and uh, an intuitive and a psychic. She is experiencing anxiety, and so it took her to 
kids on a swing at an older time. And then it took her to older woman's house and it was her and it was showing her how she had been banished. And she was like really happy actually living with her herbs and her things. And yet it was lonely too. And so there was like some healing in that experience and what what came from that or what it showed her, right? But and it, it's so interesting to me because I always feel like we have to just go with it, like whatever's showing up to us. Another client of mine, she's like an executive producer, right? She does like commercials and things like that. And she was going in and her guide was this guy that she now calls Akasha. That's the name of the guide. And another guide was like a Super Mario brother. <laughs> That's so cool. And there's a reason though. The reason is because the Super Mario brother was showing her these different planets that yeah. she um, had had have lived on, lived on, and they were all very much like the elements. It was like the planet of fire, the planet of water, the planet wow. of. And after she went, so you think of Super Mario. There's all these different worlds, right? So, well, this is make... subconscious mind. It's going to present information to us in a way that's digestible. Yes, though, exactly. No, right. And that's so cool. Exactly. That I love it. I know. So it made it very digestible. It's okay. Well, if it's going to take me on these different worlds, and then anyway, long story short, the portal to the now, and then information. So mm-hmm. it was really cool. I just feel so honored. It's such a privilege to like be a way she, like I would imagine you do too, with people going on these journeys and. I feel like it's just so satisfying the information they receive. It's, oh my gosh, it's just what I was looking for. And I'd love to ask the question about what do the Akashic Records look like? Because that's actually one of the number one questions that I receive from my clients. And I know that the human mind likes to quantify things and wants like an analogy that we can try to digest, but it's different for everybody. And so Mm -hmm. I actually, I'm not the way shower. My clients are in such deep hypnosis and quantum realm that they're accessing and they're touching into that source of information themselves but it often presents itself in such unique ways. However, again, the subconscious mind's also in control because they're guiding and they're really, the higher self is really the one taking us on that journey. But I've had clients say that a bird will come down and drop a scroll. Or mm-hmm. I've had a few clients like enter in through a cave and there's like a dim light in the cave and then there's writing on mm-hmm. the cave. And so I always love to hear what, what, from other practitioners, whether you're the one accessing it or your clients, what does it look like? How was that presented to you or to your client in that space? And so it's just so cool. It's different for everybody. Yeah. And sometimes let's see, another way is we'll go through a big tree into the crystal cave. And then this well, is just, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And it's, these are just the touch points to get mm-hmm. them there. Yes. And, and you're right. When I say way shower, I feel like I'm there to listen and hear and mm-hmm. Just be available um, to ask a question or to help them look somewhere maybe they hadn't thought to look, right? So it's different than if they're simply going on the journey completely, you know, listening to a meditation, going in completely themselves and um, versus or versus me completely reading it for them. So I feel the richness and it does sound like very similar to what you're doing too. The richness comes from it's completely their experience. Like they're showing me. I'm just there to help shine the light when needed. Yeah. And, and so that was like my next question was like, do you connect to the records for them or did they connect under hypnosis? And it sounds like you as the way shower, you're on, you're on the side and you're asking the questions and helping them get those answers uh, while they're under the hypnosis. Is, is that correct? Yeah. That- I, and I can, I can, I think how it started was I was doing on an app called Insight Timer. It's a meditation app. I love Insight Timer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and I love it because everyone, I can't see anyone. It's just like their words and the little avatars going past. And so I was 
doing like a guided session that way and then hearing through their comments what was going on. And then with one-on-one clients, as an intuitive, I do intuitive energy scans, like this channeled stuff is coming through for them, including going into the Akash like for them. And so sometimes it depends on the client and what their need is in that moment. Sometimes I will go in to help. It's like it's with them, it's with their soul, like with their guides and mine, going in to help show them something. And one of my favorite places is this, where I'm guiding them into that sort of inductive space. And then they're telling me where they're headed. They're the one going in with a question. They're the one going in. As they're speaking it, I can see it. I'm there. I can see where they are. So I'm there to help them sometimes just shine the light towards that one thing that perhaps I think sometimes as they're going through, you can get stuck in a spot or that you're on the airplane, but you're like, okay, well, what is this about? And so it's just like one thing that'll help open up like that next phase or that next area to help show them some answers. One thing as a practitioner that I found, and I don't know if it's common for you, but it's really common that sometimes the clients will go into what we call the void, (laughs) where it's just blackness. I don't see anything. I don't feel anything. Nothing's happening. And I love that space. And I know a lot of practitioners, they get real scared because they're like, oh no, I don't know like how to, if my client's going to see anything or feel anything. But that is a really a place of exploration. What I've found as a practitioner is it's really important to invoke all of the senses, meaning sight, smell, touch, feel, and that's to open-ended questions. So if I find that my client's in, in the void, reach out, touch. Do you feel a wall? Do you feel something? What does the air feel like? Is it dense? Is it hot? Is it cold? So we start invoking, like, what do you smell? Is it smell like anything? And asking those questions. And so do you also work to bring those senses in to really paint the picture and get them deep into that right brain state of mind, which is like the creative state of mind where we're free to explore. Yeah. And I feel like that one's really important, especially having Mm -hmm. done these lives on Insight Timer, is that what I find is it's incredibly important to evoke all the senses, especially as they're going in. And at this point, I know enough that I will let people know that there's no wrong place to be here. And Mm -mm. especially on Insight Timer, I'm not with them, so to speak, right, as they're going through. So what I'll say in advance is that you may get a guide and if you don't see your guide, it's okay. Just know you have a guide with you. It may be that you're just meant to have this experience, quote unquote, as yourself, right, going in. And if they get to a place where they're going in and out or they're in that sort of void to ask some questions, right? Mm -hmm. What bring curiosity? What can you bring curiosity to? Just as much as if you see something super random like a hamburger, bring curiosity to it. (laughs) So yeah, I'm a thousand percent with you. And and it, really, when I've done the way showing one-on-one, I'm, I feel like I'm always checking in. Are, are you off the light ladder? Are you in the cloud? Tell me about the guy there checking in along the way. And so mm-hmm. I really haven't had the experience where they're in the no space. And in fact, to me, that's a beautiful space to be because it's this, this literally like the zero point space of pure yeah. potential. Yeah. A lot of the practitioners get so nervous in that space. and But it's a really fun place because it for me that is the space of all creation your conscious mind brought you there for a reason whether it's to relax whether it is to just be still from all the stuff and all the noise of the day and i think it's also really important that as a practitioner that we remain calm and that if we are like (laughs) nervous or anything that maybe oh my goodness maybe my client's not going to get what they want at the session we just have to put all those thoughts out of our mind because the subconscious mind is going to bring them exactly where they need 
and I don't know about you, Stephanie, but I actually find that sometimes if the client doesn't necessarily have what we would consider a successful session, maybe they'll get all the answers they're looking for, that the, the gateway, the doorway is open to the, to the higher self for two to three days after. And it's really common that my clients will continue to get downloads or they'll get integrations or most importantly, they will receive the answers that they didn't get necessarily in a one-on-one. They'll come in their dreams. I've had like time and time again with clients be like, oh my goodness, I had this dream last night and that one question that didn't get answered in my session, it came to me in a dream. Does that happen? Do you get those messages and things like that often too? Yeah. To be honest, I I always ask, especially at the end of the Akashic Records, do you feel complete? Do you have what you need for Mm -hmm. this time? And they'll say yes. And that's my clue to, we get out of there, we come back. (laughs) And that said, absolutely. The thing is that we're always open. We always have the availability to receive. And I think if a practitioner is nervous about the results, I would say one, I feel like that's, it's like our own personhood coming into it versus just being the channel for Mm -hmm. the quantum field, for the experience to do what we're here for, we're the channel for it. And so I feel like I've done a lot of work to get out of my own way, Mm -hmm. especially as my intuition developed and it started to you know, I used to, t- my one friend would be like, oh, do you, do you read like past loved ones? I was like, no. <laughs> and then sure enough, like past loved ones start showing up. I'm like, okay, I guess so. So it's like getting out of my own way just to, I mean, that's how intuitive readings are. Like there can always be this place of, well, quote unquote, what if I'm wrong? What if it's not right? And honestly, it's not for me to, I will never be able to deliver what's meant to come through if I jam it up for myself, right? That's not the point. Right. I'm meant to be the channel. And so I do have the sense that for someone who, I will say that when I have been on Insight Timer, it's a different place because there's a bunch of people. I'm not right there with them. And so some people, they will go through like the Akashic journey and maybe like they don't feel like they got something, right? And so to your point, to me, a few layers, like one, how was I feeling about this? Is there something that I was afraid to receive? that my subconscious knew about that I was like, I don't know if I want to go there, right? Secondly, like, for sure, as we're open to it, we can continue to receive through dreams. We can also do like channel writing. So they can write the question. And then it's like having a dialogue with your highest self or with a guide. So I feel like there's other ways someone hasn't had like the everything they thought they were going to get in that moment that they can receive it a couple of days later, it doesn't have to even end there. There's a constant relationship with highest self, yes. if you want it to be. And I, I agree with all of that. I do a lot of coaching of practitioners. And so mm-hmm. I hear that time and time again. They're like, I'm so nervous. My client's not going to get there. Mm-hmm. What if I do something wrong as a practitioner? And it's, it's about surrendering even as a practitioner. Because when we come that from that place of like anxiousness or anxiety or concern or worry, that's going to impact the session. And so maybe mm-hmm. the client doesn't necessarily get everything answered, but it will come to them in the way and the manner that they're supposed to be shown. And especially too in those group settings. I do a lot of the group hypnosis and a group past lives. And sometimes people have such deep and amazing, profound <laughs> experiences. And I'm like, wow, it continually amazes me that in a group setting, like when it's not as one-on-one and personally guided, that people can still surrender to that level and go there. 
And then other times people are like, well, I really didn't feel anything or see anything. Then I'll hear from them later that they had a good dream or something like that. I would love to talk about hypnosis in general. So because many people believe that they can't be hypnotized and that is such BS. (laughs) And what do you say to people to overcome that? Well, one, I like to find out what their vision or version of hypnosis looks and sounds Mm. like. And it might be that they saw it on a movie or they um, saw a hypnosis show. And so then I like to ask, well, if it was a hypnosis show, like, why do you think that person decided to go up on stage and they were like clucking like a chicken? (laughs) And typically the idea is, well, that person actually probably thought it'd be funny or they like to get a laugh or they were just curious. And so I think what that brings us to is the understanding that all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. And hypnosis is really no different than an awake and aware state that we're in and out of all the time when we're washing the dishes or maybe reading a book or getting into that. And so when I have a new client, I have a specific thing, a protocol I go through to help them not only get comfortable that this hypnosis is theirs, it's self-hypnosis, and they actually are in control the whole time. Yeah. I even saw like on the, when I did my training, we I, we watched a hypnosis show and we, we watched one person who he got tapped on the shoulder to like dance or whatever. And he, you could see something change in his, in his look. And they just simply just escorted him off the stage because they realized that he wasn't in that, he wasn't on board anymore. And so he probably just didn't want to dance. And so nothing's going to happen that you don't want to have happen. And that said, we have these different levels of trance state. You could be like in very light trance state. You could be like in deep trance state. And so if someone's like worried they're not going to get hypnotized, it might be because they, they think they have to be in this like deep level of meditation and maybe they haven't really felt success at meditating. And so I think when they understand that it can literally just look as simple as you close your eyes and that's it. It feels like <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like necessarily anything like magical or different. That's the beauty of it. It doesn't have to feel anything more than that. Um, I also like to go through, it's like a guided visualization so they can understand how the body does follow the mind. And then we do a few sort of, we could call them tests or like experiments just to see their level of willingness or their availability, right, to, to receive information. So the piece I feel like is most important about this is for people who have experienced trauma, which I'd say if you're alive, you probably may have experienced some level of trauma in your life. And for some people, it makes them very concerned about closing their eyes or being out of control. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like for me, it's a really important part and it's part of the practice to help them understand they can be hypnotized with their eyes open. There's like a protocol we go through so they can see that and experience it. And they're always in control throughout the entire thing. Everything that they receive through me is something that they have already given to me. So they already know what they're receiving. They're not receiving any message that they aren't already on board with. Mm -hmm. And And that's um, so true. Yeah. It really is. I always tell my clients, too, that it's not Hollywood. (laughs) You're not going to become a zombie or you're not going to do anything that you don't want to do. And I think that Hollywood has done just such a a good job at painting this really unrealistic picture of what hypnosis is. Because the truth is it's one of the most natural states of mind. We're already in that state of mind two times a day. Mm -hmm. Every single person is. When you're falling asleep at night and then when you're waking up the next day. And hypnosis, I always like to say too, is 
It's like the sister of meditation, right? You're meditating when you meditate. Okay, I'm voluntarily doing this and I'm relaxing. It's the same process. You're just allowing yourself to receive messages from your internal higher self. And Mm -hmm. it's nothing to be afraid of or nothing to be scared of. But it's also important to note that whatever story that they've written and told themselves, that is going to manifest. So if a person has this deep belief, like, I can't be hypnotized, I can't be hypnotized. Well, then you've already told yourself that story. You've written that out. I can try my best to overcome that as a practitioner. But ultimately, you have to be able to surrender and overcome that belief system that's guiding you yourself. If someone comes and they're like, I can't get be hypnotized. It's funny because I actually, and I'm a meditation teacher. Like I've had kundalini rising experiences. I can go in there. But it's so, like the first time I was, I went through my own past life regression. I was like, oh, I'm not going to go in there. And sure enough, of course I did. I had this amazing experience. Hypnosis training. I'm like, I'm not going to get hypnotized. It's sure enough. So I say that because I don't mind if someone comes in and they're like, I can't be hypnotized. My question becomes the opening is, are you curious about receiving the benefits that can happen through this process? Yes. That's an opening, right? Is this any different than like when you're watching TV or reading a book? No. What is being hypnotized? It's simply being in agreement that I want to receive these messages. It's literally as simple as that. It doesn't have yeah. to be like any more complicated than that. So the, it's funny to me, this, the, the way we have the meaning of words. And I, I just had a conversation with a really good friend recently because she posted this thing, which I knew the intention, but the word she was using was acceptance. And it was about organized religion. I was like, girl, you're going to break the algorithm by posting this. Which <laughs> sure enough, she like had to finally take it. Anyway, but my thing was like, I'm not sure you understand that your version of the word acceptance is going to sound different than somebody else's version of the word acceptance. Mm-hmm. I might accept that bad. I might accept that I know the word equals I know bad things happen in the world. And I do not accept meaning I condone bad things happening in the world, right? So the same thing with hypnosis, it's, well, what does that mean to you to begin with? What version of story have you told yourself? And are you afraid to receive any of this? If you are, let's put that into the hypnosis. (laughs) The other thing I would love to mention is around the reason why we might be, quote unquote, afraid or leery of something like hypnosis in the first place. And I want to bring that to, let's question why we might even think that to begin with. Yeah. And when hypnosis first came to the forefront, right, we had Freud, we had these different modalities for psychotherapy, and then a kind of hypnosis in the middle. And from what I understand, at some point, the medical board banned hypnosis in the 1800s. Why might you ask? Because it's putting (laughs) the power in the hands of the individual being hypnotized. Oh, and what happens if we do that? We don't need certain pharmaceuticals. We don't need certain treatments. Like you're anything that puts the power in the hands of the individual, energy work, right? Like shamanistic work, intuitive work, hypnotherapy. Guess what? It gets vilified because it's not putting the hands in the power in the hands of someone who is the expert and has the PhD and has all this stuff. It's actually, I think, scary to the powers that be. And so Mm -hmm. that's why 
we would receive these messages about it in the way we do through the media. I agree too, that when we are open to receive those messages from the higher self, that it gives us control over our own life and it gives us a new perspective on things and the tools and techniques. We are healers ourselves. We can self-heal the body. And a big part of the hypnosis I do, is it's quantum healing hypnosis because we do a lot of self-healing. When the subconscious mind scans the body, it scans, it goes through the, all the organs in the body and it goes through the blood and it goes through the chakras and it looks for anything not perfectly aligned and it does do that healing. And you know, the powers that be, I don't like that. <laughs> I could really talk all day with you, Stephanie, because I love hypnosis <laughs> and all of the benefits and everything that. about it. Before we wrap up, though, I would just like to know if there's any final thoughts that you would like to leave our listeners with today. Yeah, I really feel like it's just beautiful, Jennifer, for us to be having this conversation for anyone who is out there who has tried a lot of other modalities like mm-hmm. talk therapy, which is working with the prefrontal cortex more than the subconscious, yeah. who but you just have this thing you can't shake or you're, there's something you really want to go after, but you've just been afraid. I would just highly recommend explore hypnosis. I really would. Find that person you feel comfortable with and explore it because I, I really do feel there's a lot of freedom that is available to us on the other side. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to take a long time. It doesn't have to be years and years of whatever. We have this beautiful tool as access for ourselves. And once you get to understand it, you can even do self-hypnosis. Right. So I feel like there's so much power available to us that we get to claim. And I'm happy to be having this conversation with you so we can do that. Where can listeners go to find you? Where do you hang out online? Yeah, like I mentioned, I love this app, Insight Timer. I'm just mm-hmm. Stephanie Zito there. And you can find me, Facebook is Steph Zito and Instagram. It's like same name. <laughs> so if you've seen my face, it's just Stephanie Zito. And I like going live, usually once a week, if not more, doing intuitive readings and then something to help us lead, lead these soul-led lives on Insight Timer. So it's a fun place to catch me live. Perfect. Well, it's been lovely chatting with you. And I really enjoy talking about everything hypnosis and excited to learn more about your modality offline. But to everybody tuning in today, thank you so much for listening. And again, we are with Stephanie Zito. (laughs) Bye for now, Stephanie. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by The Soul Experience, quantum healing hypnosis. Are you ready to embark on an inward journey of quantum healing? Quantum Healing Hypnosis is the most profound method of inner work and self-healing someone can do while on a spiritual path. In a single session, you experience past life regression, exploration between lifetimes, self-healing performed by your subconscious, release of trapped trauma, and answers to your most important life questions. Your higher self has a message for you and is here to help you and guide you on this life journey. Book a session today with Jennifer Mitchell at thesoulexperiences.com.